Formula One now and a growing controversy over a forthcoming race. I'm joined by one of the activists lobbying against the powers behind F1, Selwyn Ledge. Mr Ledge, what's your position on this? Well, what we want to say to Bernie Eccleston is simply this. You cannot expect to hold a race and ignore such cruelty and inhumanity. You're referring to human rights abuses in Bahrain. Well, I, I think before we even get to Bahrain, we have to consider the race before that, in China. I see. Claims some have made about repression and censorship by the Chinese state. And it's these cruelties that concern you? What? No, I'm talking about forcing HRT to take part in the race. I mean, they haven't got a hope. About their poor loves, forcing them to travel all that way just to face another loss of dignity. It's humiliating, isn't it? Mr. Ledge, thank you. Free Pedro de la Rosa! Hello, and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's Zog. He's Richard. Hello. I'm going to have a marathon because I'm Gaz Top. And they haven't even read the stickers yet. That's right, yeah, yeah. We're going to wash that down with a can of Quattro. Yeah, and I'm going to have some Starburst. No, you no, 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 Opal fruits. fruits. Sure. Made to yeah. make your mouth Unless you're from the future, you crazy fool. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for this is recent news in the motor industry has slightly taken us all aback that Datsun is coming back. So I've got to be gassed up if there are Datsuns on the road. Hang on. Well, don't when worry. did Datsun go away? Do you know? 81? Uh, oh, no, a little bit later. 83, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know. We should look this up. But yeah. Don't worry, though. You don't have to be gassed up eating opal fruits and having a marathon unless you're in certain countries. Thailand, I think, might be one of them. Ah. Datsun's not coming back universally. Datsun is coming back in certain countries. And I suspect... And Yorkshire. That's, yeah, well, the People's <laughs> Republic yeah. of South Yorkshire. But it'll come back in places, I think, where they are not going to sell Dacia, or Dacia, as apparently they Dacia, to call yeah, Dacia. Because Datsun's coming back as another of these sort of entry-level, super-cheap, basic, honest transport type yeah, yeah. names oh, okay. and Renault and Nissan being as they are all one big happy family the Renault-Nissan alliance it's a Datsun or a Dacia basically um, I have felt I... their presence in fact there's an economy of scale thing there isn't there they're saving having to print up any more well they're able to share the D's and the A's between both brands when they manufacture those that's significant savings absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah. savings also they're going to bring Leyland back for the same reason you could still buy Leyland Bizarrely, Leyland no. lorries, yes. Yeah, Can you? The old Leyland factory in Leyland, yeah. in Lancashire. I'm going to say I. You can't, oh, aye. Aye. Good to, aye. No, so aye. Yorkshire yes. is I. Yeah. Lancashire is I. Aye. Lancashire. Aye. Lovely, lovely. I made myself a hot pot. Um, <laughs> I did. I made a hot the pot. New the new Datsun hot pot. And, and That's and a I comforting thought, name yeah. for a car, Imagine isn't it? Imagine that. Oh, so. Oh, it's, it's a very <laughs> thick and warming car. <laughs> Because that's what the idea Come of bringing back an old brand world, is. World of Datsuns in Clitheroe. Clitheroe. Free hot pot. Blackwood Oldham first, in Cleveland. First 100 customers. Here's one for you. <laughs> BOC, better people to buy from. Uh, come and see the Earl's Court of the North. 
Blackburn, Oldham, Cleveland. Second-hand car dealerships. Really? From the 70s. That's still That's in my head. That I'd For a minute, I thought you were referencing... Was it British Oxygen Corporation? Say, the the gas. They yeah. probably yeah. had to sell out the name, didn't they? So, Sorry, Octopus. Datsun's back. <laughs> Don't know about the thing you're talking about. Probably not back. <laughs> or oh, BOC, the oxygen cylinder people. Not sure about them. Never went away. Could go either way. But Datsun's back. But only in certain places. Would and you buy a Datsun? Well, I quite like the idea of Datsun actually coming back as a sort of retro chic kind of thing. I suspect it was only work well, for people who remember them the first time around. Datsun 340Z. What I'm actually thinking of, hear me out on this one, is that one of the most underrated successes that Nissan ever had, certainly around these parts, was the Nissan Figaro. Which oh, was never yeah, officially yeah. sold in Britain. Yeah. But, but I you see loads of them around. Loads of them around. You I've can't move for them in London. London. Yeah. There's a specialist London down the road about two miles away that sells it? them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's odd is that that car is now 20 years old. Wow. Hmm. You don't see any other 20 year old Nissans on the road. But it looks no. 40 years well, old. Well, exactly. 50, 50 years 60 old. years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. What's interesting about do... it is retro cars sell. The, yeah. the, the Mini is successful, the Fit 500 is successful, yeah, the, yeah. Well, the Beetle. Yeah. Relatively. It, sometimes, yeah. and it did, was it initially. In America. And, yeah. But the Figaro is a retro car that doesn't directly reference another old car. It's no, it just, it just yeah. references generic retro yeah. style. Now, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, if that's what people want, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a quite a smart-looking car. I like and the figure. There are all these people, in London certainly, and I think in other towns and cities in Britain, who were prepared to keep a 20-year-old Nissan going in a way that there's yeah. nobody really fawning over a 20-year-old Bluebird. Or well, a, it's just a well, micro underneath. It is, and it's the, the old micro. Is. It's like the yeah. early 80s micro. So that's yeah. 70s engineering from the an early 80s car. Sorry, it's the March underneath, to be technically... The, well, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, all micros were Marches, but that's... It's no, uh, no, micros in the there were micros in the UK. There were marches in Japan. As it's a Japanese car, it's based on the march. There were subtle differences between the march and the micro. <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. Three speed automatic oh. being one of them. Imagine yeah. how dreadful a Figaro is to drive. I mean, well, really. the things, but, but it doesn't particularly matter because it has character, exactly. and that's why people keep them on the road. So here's my plan: I, bring Datsun back, doing stuff like that, cutesy retro stuff. Remember the S cargo? Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the on the way over here this evening a. How? Yeah. yeah. And actually, that's mm. quite a nice looking thing, quite appealing in a weird kind of way. Again, my, 20 years old, quite utilitarian. My mm. ex-girlfriend used to have a power. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I see. Yeah. So, come back, Datsun becomes a sub-brand of Nissan in Europe, doing cutesy... Sort of retro-mobiles. Cool retro-mobiles. Yeah, Why not? Good idea. Not an economy today. brand. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's too late. They've no, no, economy, actually, so. be kind of a sort of a premium brand, really, because so, people yeah. paid over the odds for those Figaro's. Right. Yeah, like they've done with Mini, it fits in that respect, doesn't yeah. it? Because yeah. Mini's a premium brand now. So, for you, you mentioned the Datsun 260 270 Z car. Mm. Z? I can't leave yeah, yeah. Although, in fact, of course, of course, Nissan are doing the new Z car yeah. 370. But. They've stolen that in a way, yeah. haven't they? That's what Datsun means to you. It means that sort of sporting car, doesn't it? That sort of 70 sporting chic. Well, it means more than that, but of all of the Datsuns, that's the one that I guess, you know, that I have the most interest in. It's the one I'd have if I was going to have an old Datsun. Are there any others? Any other old Datsuns? Datsuns that mean anything to you? I'm just doing a test here, kind of a poll. Not really, no, actually. That's interesting, because maybe it's been long enough that Datsun doesn't really mean anything to anyone anymore, apart from the 260, 270, 
Or 240 is the or 240 original. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And so that's why they can use it. That we can't think of another Datsun, really, can we? But that means you can sort of go anywhere with it as long as you're prepared to spend the money. Because I always think yeah. Yeah. Mini... Look at Skoda. Are, ...are doing very well in the US. But the original Mini has very little resonance there. Talking about resonance, can uh, I just point yeah. out... An aeroplane resonating yeah. We've got the windows rest. open, it's a warm evening... Can't it really is. It's, unless, uh, or are they sending up an Apollo? That's yeah. just going on and on. Yeah, it's a launch. But I wonder if, although the Mini brand traditionally doesn't have much going for it in the States, I wonder if the intervening years since Alakas this original Mini hit the roads, I wonder if all of those Minis turning up in films like the Italian Job, which mm. gets shown quite a bit, and in all kinds of other very British bits of cinema Mr or, Bean uh, yeah. sorry yeah, well, no but that's a good example yeah. that's a bit of British television humour that's travelled very well around the world shown yeah. on a lot of foreign TV channels yeah and there's a lot of Mr Bean humour involving him in his little mini has all that cultural stuff done something to actually give the modern mini a basis for its sales success I don't think it's enough though I think what they've had to do is actually just market the crap out of it and people like it because it's a cute car, car, which yeah. brings me back to the thing, you could do that with Datsun in Europe, but what they've chosen to do instead is do something retro. But as long as there's something in the ether, as long as people are dimly aware of the name in some way, it's always easier to do that than mm. invent something from scratch, yeah. as they had yeah, to do yeah. with Lexus yeah. and Infinity. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Given the choice between a brand that was once there somewhere, they'll just always seize on that because then you yeah. can cherry pick its past and that gives it some kind of oomph and credibility. It's mm. the same reason why we don't buy Cooper tyres, isn't it? We'd much rather buy Avon's mm. the same mm. tyres. Oh, Pirelli's worth a bit more than Michelin. Yeah, but these Chinese tyres are perfectly good and half the price. No, I'll have the Michelin. We just have that instinctive reaction to a brand we've heard once before whether it's good or bad well then what the Chinese need to do for their tyres is just buy an old brand from Europe then and that'd be fine hello I'm looking for some tyres for my golf what have you got in 205 55s you're in luck madam we've just had these fresh from China they're new Woolworths tyres, 150 quid each. I'm not sure about that. Do you have anything more affordable? I do, as it happens. Uh, these arrived in the same shipment. They're hard-wearing compound from a brand we've not stopped before. Virgin Megastore tyres. That sounds a bit odd. They're from the Spangles range, darling. Nah, I'm not sure. Have you got anything else? Well, I've got these SDP Liberal Alliance tyres. No, I don't think so. White dog poo tyres. I just want something cheap with a name I'm familiar with. I've got just the thing, darling. Terry! Terry! Bring out a set of those Adolf Hitler tyres! Yes, Petrol! We've got a Jones on speed! Can you imagine if us three were in charge of not the entire boat industry, but at least parts of it. Um, we were given carte blanche to bring back a brand of our choice. Who would you bring back? The first in line, I'd say, would be Saab. I was going to say, yeah, that was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, Straight away. Recent losses, totally. Bring back Saab. They've brought back MG. Have they actually brought back more than a brand, would you say, Richard? Well, that's where you've got to make that distinction, haven't you? Because I would bring back Saab, but only if it was actually bringing back the company. 
Rather than just if sticking sub badges, right. badges on it. What, anything. someone like General Motors, you mean? Yeah, I mean, what kind of... Imagine that, that'd be... Ter- oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> well, that's a, I well, having looked into this quite recently, how much Saab had an engineering integrity which led them, even under General Motors, to keep changing things and trying to do things their way because they genuinely believed, and for the most part seemed to be right, that their yeah. way was better mm. yeah. and was more sensible and, and had a great deal of virtue to it. So you need everything about Saab. Basically, you need all the people who worked at Saab right. to make Saab. Mm. It's about more than just a name. All right. But if so, you're yeah. going to bring back a name that came with a set of values that maybe were easier to replicate yeah. without all the people there and, and their sort of trenchant Swedish beliefs, that's a different matter. But one who, thing... Who would you bring back? Well... I don't know. I was going to say something very predictable. I was going to say Rover, but I wouldn't bring back Rover because I think Rover's irrelevant in the UK now. They died with a tainted image. Mm. Does that matter? The image of Rover that I particularly liked was when they were an innovative company, around the time of the P6 and the Range Rover. I guess it was a long time ago. But I bring them up for a different reason, which is that if you are a Western car maker and you want to make cars in China, you have to go into partnership with a local manufacturer. Yeah. It's the only way you're allowed to establish a factory. Mercedes has just done this with a local company, and they've come up with a whole new brand name for low-emission electric vehicles that they're going to sell in China alone. What is it? I can't remember. Okay. For the sake of argument, let's say it's Alan. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I can see the Perhaps when you edit this, you could just drop in what it really is over the top. <laughs> that, I can't remember. I should have looked this up. Lucky I, I, only, I only read it yesterday. This is really annoying. But I, anyway. A new name, a new with, Now, yeah. what they've come like up with Alan. is something that is completely fresh. It doesn't relate to anything else. It's not a name from their past. Yep. However, Jaguar Land Rover are... Doing the same with Cherry, aren't they? Exactly. They're bringing up with now a third party. they're going to come <sighs> up with a new, below Jaguar, below Land Rover, mm. nameplate for cars in China... Mm that they will make with Cherry. They don't now, own Wolseley, do they? They don't. I think BMW, BMW might hold on to that. They've got Riley as well, haven't yes, they? Yes, yeah. but Jaguar Land Rover do own Rover. They do, do they? They bought it. They got it off Ford, Ford. because... No, beg your pardon, another way around. Ford bought it off BMW uh-huh. because in the US, people habitually refer to their Range Rovers as just Rovers. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it seemed yeah. like an expedient bit yeah. of protection and when Ford the, owned Land Rover, yeah, that was and then, smart so thing then to it, have. It, when Land Rover moved to Tata, the, yeah. the Rover name came with it. Right. I don't think they'll bring back Rover because yeah. there are a number of reasons why it might be better to start with a clean sheet all, in yeah. China. However, I, I'm Rover. just interested to know. Well, there is, but yeah. they did that because they couldn't get the real name yeah. Rover, even though they owned some of the rights to make some of the cars that yeah. Rover used to make. It's like driving a Jaguar, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if you got. I've got a Lind Rover. Yeah, um, I've got an NG. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it just all becomes a bit stupid so anyway I bring up Rover just because there is this very very dim possibility that perhaps Rover could come back albeit only in China I'm not sure it will happen but it could so if you're not going to bring back Rover you know who would you bring back well it depends doesn't it I'm still hung up on this idea of what are we bringing back here are we just bringing back the names it's just like the, the name sound of it or do we like to bring back the values of mm. a company and if so what they are because there's lots of interesting companies NSU is now yeah. sort of all sucked into into uh, oh, sexual well, diseases, isn't it? Yeah. I've got an auto union, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. a big part of what is well. But then, you know, what, what, who would you bring back? Sir? Auto union came to really? mind because that's partly because of the residents of the Mercedes and auto union speed yeah. battles of the thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like an extension. Yeah, 
of the Audi brand because we know the association yeah. between Audi and Auto Union. So that's like growing, like Citroen have done. They've grown DS as mm. part of their own heritage, as mm. like a, a sort of a growth to one side <laughs> of the brand, really. Quite not elegant growth, sort of French nose-shaped growth. Did you see that the new Citroen DS? big saloon is called the DS9 or as we Star Trek fans prefer to call it Deep Space 9 that's the abbreviation for Deep Space 9 is it that car is forever going to be the Deep Space to me the Cisco it's going to be the Odo the Quark does it have guaranteed sales with Trekkies is it no because generally speaking us Trekkies thought DS9 was disappointing really we had some good values but it was disappointing is that the same as the DS9 Borg Ward they're another one Borg it's another Star Trek brand I see what you did there. <laughs> Do you drive a Kirk? Didn't they make transmissions or something? No, uh, no that's well, Borg no, Warner. Interesting. Borg, Borg Warner, Borg yeah. Warner. I was going to say, anyway, that Borg Warner, an interesting German company, made some unusual and fascinating cars. And so did Maybach, but that didn't work. Well, that's perils of bringing stuff back. Just going through the big book of British car companies that don't exist anymore, you could spend hours thinking about what if they came back, what if they came back. You know, Triumph, which is still... That could happen. Mm. That could happen. Yeah. But again, Being what a Triumph for me is something entirely different if you get to the sort of heart and soul of Triumph then Triumph was a proud and independent company and had many great people who worked there yeah and so many things have changed so much in the intervening time that in a way you can't revive any of those old British motoring names and carry on anything like the same tradition the opportunities that are there are for different kinds of car companies surely there'll be maybe companies that might spring up to make vehicles like gordon murray's very clever Mm. 25 and 27 with this you know very clever streamlined manufacturing process you're saying that the idea is more important than the brand no i'm saying that companies that might succeed are not going to be the traditional kinds of car companies that worked in the UK is they're going to be different kinds of companies mm-hmm. fulfilling particular niches rather than addressing mass markets I think mm. yeah. or if they are addressing a mass market they're going to be with very different kinds of vehicles such as a small clever cheap city car rather than a traditional family car you either pick an old brand because it either has a very strong and very clear message like Mini you're talking about a small city car that instantly you know what you're going to get or you pick something that's from a period where people don't even remember what that was about yet and so you can build the value it's just a name that has some recognition attached to it and you can then sort of build your new values on top of that yeah that's possible I would do one or two things I'd either start manufacturing road cars using the Lola brand because I think Lola means something to people. Some great Lola th- race cars. I think if you've any interest in motorsport, then the name has a lot of resonance. Yeah. A Lola. What's that? Oh, is it, is it a Ferrari Maserati? No, no, it's a Lola. Oh, yeah. Bit car fans. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a Lola. Yeah, hunting something. Yeah, okay. That would be good. Or I think Matra has got some cachet to it, or Matra Simca. Is it like French? Yeah. I'm not t- oh, well, I wasn't talking about oh, okay, sorry, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm okay, talking about do, any world okay, brand. Okay, brand. Sure, sure, sure. I'd like to drive a Matra, because if yeah, you remember yeah. the Bagheera and the Morena, those glass fibre, three-seater, three-abreast things, they were mm. quite chic, quite modern. The Espace is effectively a Matra. The original Espace, I should say, was a Matra. The Chrysler slash Torbert Matra Simca Rancho, which we've discussed on this programme before, quite an innovative car in its way i think it's a useful cachet to have innovative yeah maybe what would a matra be now electric car well they did do that stuff they went Uh into they were doing all sorts of fun little buzzy 
you know, motorcycle license cars that you see in rural France driven by massively drunk men in berets. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. my experience. Yeah. My limited experience the French countryside. If you ever hear one of those coming after about 8pm, get out of the way. Maybe that's just the way they handle them. Maybe they're not drunk. Maybe you no. just can't drive them any straighter it's, than it's that. It's the preceding whiff of Beaujolais, yeah, which oh, is the I big giveaway. I once, I once saw a man top across a town square in France and attempt to get his key into the door of one of those little cars <laughs> as if he was seeing not just double but upwards of quadruple <laughs> <laughs> and then finally got it started and it just sounded like a lawnmower yeah, trapped yeah. in a bin and then he was off in a most erratic fashion <laughs> we were thankfully sitting outside a bar and he managed not to plough through all the chairs and tables so. <laughs> but who'd have thought that Jean Top would make such a great team boss <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Todd, I hope you are not trying to drive home in your comically tiny car. What if I am? Oh, Monsieur Todd, you are plainly very drunk. I do not think this is a good idea. What do you care? Nobody in the village likes me anyway. Everybody in the village loves you. Really? Why, yes, they think you are handsome and charming and not at all likely to favour Ferrari in any FIA rulings. <laughs> and you say that I am drunk. I occasionally wish that this audio podcast that we do was more often a video podcast because I'd love you to see what Richard Zog and I could see at the moment. I'm holding up in front of me a model of what has become to be known as the Nissan Delta Wing, which is an extraordinary looking race car if you haven't seen this go to the page for this episode of gareth jones on speed and you'll find a link to some pictures of a model of the car which i've made out of lego because i love the lego but i only really decided to make a model of this car out of lego because it is such an extraordinary Vehicle. And I have to say, you have done a very, very good job with that. I mean, you've done some good Lego builds. You've spent a fair bit of time on this. But Not that enough. Delta Wing is a cracker. It's absolutely... It's an interesting yeah, car. A- Outside of the model, the pictures of my model, by the way, are also on the Highcroft Racing website. I'll provide a link to that. Because they saw my so they tweet about it. The, uh, yeah, and they uh, think the it was very... Yeah, well, no, it, no, it is. It's a great job. It's an great exciting job. car. But it's, it's a very interesting car. You know it? the history That's of the thing. car? Well, not as well as you, I think. Well, it was originally... A proposal as a design for the 2012 this year new IndyCar. A few years ago they put the idea out to tender and the company proposed this extraordinary car which has covered wheels at the rear to prevent wheels from interlocking but at the front instead of having two exposed wheels the wheels are incredibly narrow track next to each other hidden in the bodywork so it effectively looks like it's a three-wheeler two at the back one at the front with a narrow body very narrow body it looks like an sr71 or a or fireball xl5 it's an incredible looking car and it looks like it might fall over because three-wheel cars with two at the back one at the front 
do tend to do that. Fascinating, though, the Delta Wing looks, and I'm looking forward to seeing it run up the morn this year. I can't help wondering, can it possibly be as stable as a car with a wider front track? I just yeah. don't see how it can be as stable. It's going you to know, cock it in a wheel. Any force that's going to tend to tip the car over, there isn't as much at the front to stop it tipping over, so yeah. doesn't that mean it's inherently well, more likely to roll? I don't know, but looking at it, you think, well, part of the problem with something like a Reliant Robin is that it's a centre of gravity thing as well, Yeah, because it's by necessity, it's still car-shaped and it still has a roof and a glass house, so automatically the centre of gravity is going up mm. and you've then the propensity to cock a wheel to eventually roll over. This delta wing looks so low down, it looks like it would almost be impossible. The rear axle is too wide to allow it to roll over mm-hmm. because the whole it's, thing is just so low. The centre of gravity is low, the entire car is low. Yeah. But what I thought is just that with that narrow front track... That it just looks like it would understeer everyone. Massively. Not the well, Michelin the track who, to get the grip. Michelin, who are partners now in this team, because this design was picked up by two people. Nissan have come on board as partners, as providing the engine from the Nissan Duke, which mm-hmm. has been ultra stressed and turbocharged. Is it producing 300 brake? I think that's the figure. And the car weighs half what the conventional Le Mans prototypes weigh. And this is why it's been allowed to race at Le Mans, because it's one of those prototype extraordinary idea cars that they do allow to run at Le Mans occasionally. Do you remember the Diesel Max car from a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. And I think there was a hybrid a few years ago that ran, or something that had energy recovery, that there ran... There was that Japanese Lamborghini which they used to let run, even though it plainly had no chance of finishing, or indeed completing more than about five laps. But they used to let it in there because it was an idea interesting. Here's another one. Richard, you're right. It is the wrong shape. If it had those two rear wheels at the front and a single one at the rear, like a Grinnell Scorpion, you'd think it might get round the corners. But I think the way that they're getting around it rolling is to do with this... Delta Wing concept. Now, the Delta Wing concept, as I understand it, is that if you draw a straight line from the nose of this, a reverse T-shape, what appears to be three-wheeled vehicle, two at the back, although it's four, right? If you draw a straight line from the nose to the tip of the outboard point of the rear wheel, you get quite a distance from the cockpit area where the pilot, the pilot, the driver is sitting. Hmm. And it was a safety thing. It was originally designed to run at Indianapolis. And if you hit the wall at Indianapolis Mm. or or any oval circuit, it's going to protect the driver because there's no direct point like a side pod sticking out that would hit the wall and transfer its energy directly to the driver, right? It's protected by that triangle. That was the idea. That makes some sense, okay. However, what you have, because this delta wing concept, this sort of, well, proper delta wing that emits from the driver cabin, which is, did you know, the AMR1 tub? Yeah, Yeah, that failed. They found a use for that. They've got this delta wing, and this downforce generated by this little winglet round about where the driver is is when it's cornering what keeps that rear end on the ground so they're overcoming the tendency to cock a wheel mm. by the downforce the generated downforce. by right. that delta wing and what about the, the steering well, yeah what about that's, the understeer that's a great question what's keeping the nose down because there's no wing there if mm. you imagine and there's actually downforce you're saying at the back which if anything is going to have the Oh, well, no, but, 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 it. It's going to lift the front up, isn't it? But referring to our engineering model here, I can see... But the, 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 <laughs> the downforce generated by 
wings either side of the driver that now of course is still ahead of the rear axle axle, so it will will therefore generate some if our engineering model here is as i understand it then there's like an airplane style fin fin but you have no rear wing as such and again i'm wondering whether that's because they think it would cause it to wheelie yeah yeah i think it probably would it does have and my model does as well a venturi at the rear a diffuser a proper Mm. diffuser which has the same effect but it's quite a short stretch from the rear wheels to the back, so it's not going to act as a lever. But I am concerned that the sheer area underneath the nose of the car, from the tip of the nose to the centre of pressure, is just going to outweigh the amount of downforce you can get at the back. So if it does cock a nose, it's going to do a Mark Webber slash Johnny Dumfries at Le Mans and perform a beautiful loop before landing. I hope it doesn't, because my mate Marina Franchitti's driving it. I mean, I've just realised as well, since you used the phrase cock a nose, that when you held it the way you held it up right like that, well, yeah. it does basically yeah. look a bit genitally doesn't it? A, well, a, a tiny bit. But, I mean, I, I'm just thinking that, you know, it's a pretty safe bet that some slightly better sports car designers than us have worked on this thing and have yes, probably thought a fair yes. bit about understeer versus oversteer and how those front wheels are going to grip so, and what's going to happen if it loses a bit of downforce at the oh, front. I didn't finish what I was saying before about partners. Michelin have designed a very specific front tyre for the car that's mm. quite narrow in terms of tread width mm. but will produce as much grip they say as something twice as wide so even though they're narrow together it's still going to get as so much if it was grip. twice as wide we'll it see. would produce four, four times, times as much, as much yeah. oh my god that's gonna, where does that end that's going to well, tear after <laughs> three laps of last circuit de la is this also this is because of the weight isn't it they can make the tyre narrower because it's not having to support so much weight this is a, it becomes the virtuous circle doesn't it this whole sort of efficiency use half the fuel you know you kind of change the laws of physics add lightness yeah here's yeah. a great example of that we applaud the delta wing but it's not competing at le mans competing competing it's, running, it's not allowed even if it won it wouldn't be allowed to be declared the winner it's running under the zero number isn't I it think as that's right. yes, that it's experimental a... entry rather than a proper entry and it's an interesting is that, is average that... 56 rules i think they call it you can what do what yeah. you want even if it won it wouldn't win but if and it won't but if it did win. That would be the year in Le Mans history, what is it, the 80th year this year, where we would say, yes, but of course it was the Delta Wing that won that year. Regardless of whether it was actually won or not, it would become the car of legends. Well, I'll tell you what, I just can't wait to see it in real life, running around a racetrack at full chat, because I hope it works, because it just looks groovy. I, I like it. That's as good a reason as any to love a car. If it looks good, if it looks good, it it probably is. It does. If it looks fast, it probably is. Hey, we'll find out because we'll be at Circuit de la Salle. I assume this year to see this race. I think see this car. Yeah, I hope so. You've been listening to Zog. Goodbye. You've been listening to Richard. Goodbye. And me, Gareth. I'm going to leave you with a tune. And I think a new departure for Gareth Jones on Speed this time. You know, we've always done songs either, you know, in the style of Gareth Jones on Speed, us, or we've done songs in the style of someone else. This is the first ever duet between us and someone else. It's a song about driving the Boeing lunar roving vehicle on the moon surface. In fact, in Apollo 16, they have a thing called the Lunar Grand Prix where they tested out the car on the moon. So this is a song about driving on the moon, and it's a duet between me and someone who sounds a bit like Tom Waits. Here's the Lunar Grand Prix. See ya.
Jones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs> 